Hi, this is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Ball Control. Ball Control. Welcome to a brand new edition of Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. What's up, Conroe? How is everyone? You're hearing us on 104.5 and 106.1, One. the sisters. I don't know, all of a sudden in my <laughs> head. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> 104.5 and 106.0. Nothing. Don't speak. Hello? It's forbidden channel. <laughs> Hello? This is Cody. Hello? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, check us out uh, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Social medias, Facebook.com. Ball Control Podcast. Ball Control Podcast. And Twitter, Ball Control Podcast. Um, Not to be confused with the Ball Control Podcast. Oh, is that is that really one of <laughs> There's them? There's another one. <laughs> Sons of Guns. Except we're, we're not the. We're, we're just Ball Control Podcast. That... That's unfortunate. <laughs> right. Did they come up? Like, where are they from? I don't know. They're oh. from NPR. <laughs> I'm going to send them a letter. A sternly worded NPR letter. <laughs> Actually, if they're from NPR, they probably are, like, super official. Right. We're, like, the worst. Right, but we're search result number two. <laughs> okay, well, listen. Top three. Top three. Right. Look, we're, we can be the runner-up to the best <laughs> ball control podcast in America. That's fine. Because we're number one in Conrad. Fair enough. Number one in Conroe. Come to find out they live in Conroe. <laughs> oh, man. I will I will hunt those guys down and probably have to change our name. Um, That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> probably wind up it'll be us. Um, in, that, in that legal showdown with NPR, we probably lose. I mean, But it's NPR. If we said please. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. We don't even cover We're sports. We're funded by the public. <laughs> Do we have a sports show? <laughs> What what is ball? Oh, that that's actually about tennis ball regulations. Right. <laughs> we do forty minutes every other month on tennis ball regulations. Yeah, there's some where like NPR is weird like that, where they'll be like, oh yeah, this this is a show that f- airs every third Wednesday of the second month of every year, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, they are the podcast scheduler of baseball stats. Yeah, they're real specific. Although sometimes, like my favorite ones is Engines of Our Ingenuity. Is a great name. That is a great name. And there's like four thousand episodes. <laughs> That's too many all, episodes. Well, they're only like four minutes long. That's still too many. <laughs> um, but I'm like, welcome to Engines of Our Ingenuity, number four thousand eight hundred and thirty-two, and you're like, that's a lot. Yeah, I feel like that's too many. I know that's too many, and I somehow always catch it. Name something where four thousand's a good thing. Uh, dollars, episodes of <laughs> Engines of Our Ingenuity. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I hate you. I mean, dollars isn't, yeah. I mean, that would be a dance for those bands. Okay. What are we going to do here? Oh, I know what we're going to do. Sports. Sports, that's right. Uh, of course, shout out to RNA Sports. We'll go into detail about, in, about them in a little bit. Uh, but first, Nico. What's up? The NFL never stops. Of course not. Okay? The NFL never stops. So there's the playoffs. We're going to talk about the playoffs next segment. Okay? All right. This playoffs start this weekend. Exciting. I'm ready. Oh, man. I'm s- this is it's the big one. Okay, it's the big boys. Um, but even the NFL has a way of even though the other teams aren't in the playoffs, they stay interesting. The NFL stays relevant year round somehow. Um, and the Steelers are the second best of this. First number one best of this is obviously City and Nitwits, the Washington Redskins. <laughs> they will be in headlines all year because they're nothing, dumb. Nothing they they won't. They will find the dumbest, worst way possible to do everything. Um, this Cause, year, because bad news always tracks. Well, th- for some reason, they just they like, keep doing bad things. Yeah, I feel like in the meetings, everyone makes good suggestions, and he's like, "No, no, 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 something worse, something worse." And then like everyone keeps spitballing and spitballing, and finally, and someone's just like, "I don't know. We've been in here two hours. Why? Uh, how about we just keep the offensive name and tell everyone to go to hell?" And then, <laughs> and then that's what they'll be like. Okay, yeah, done. Easy. Yeah, deal. That. That's the one we're going to do. <laughs> Good meeting. That's the idea I was looking for. Woo. All right. Like, break. What? What? No, this is racist. We should change the name. Too bad. Right. I feel like they're going to I feel like the Washington Redskins are going to release like a name, like a list of possible replacement names and they'll and all, all be they'll all be worse. worse. <laughs> yeah. There'll be other racially charged terms. They'll be like, "We're going to be the Washington Chinese." And then like it just gets like downhill real quick. <laughs> right. And you're just like, "Uh, just slurs." Nothing but ethnic slurs. <laughs> and then, like, 
or like things that are supposed to be complimentary stereotypes, but still they're the worst, still racist and or bad. Right. The absolute worst. And you're just like, how are these better? (laughs) How did that, how did that get, what just, see, the thing is, is that all their suggestions will be worse. So you'll be like, I guess we'll go with the Redskins. Right. Um, we're just gonna call you Washington now. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, that's actually what most sportscasters do. They call it the Washington Football Franchise. Um, yeah, there you go. Because they don't want to power move. They don't want to be the guy saying the Washington Redskins. Um, which I I'm I get it. I'm fine I understand. With that. I understand that. It's also a little bit of a protest, right? Right. It's like a little bit of like a. I won't say it. You can't make me say it. Oh. But none of those people also probably work like they're not on the Washington Redskins broadcast team. Right. They're not upset about it. Right. Those guys probably don't have a choice. Like you say the name. You say the name. Or you're or you, fired. Or you don't get a check. You don't get a check with a little Indian face on it. <laughs> no <laughs> check for you. Uh, Can't make I money s- here. I guess I say the name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, season's over. They lost. Oh, no. Womp, womp, womp. 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 Um, actually... Incorrect. They won, but the season's slow for them because Baltimore won, and they needed they needed both things to happen. Right. However, the season remains interesting for the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How so? Antonio Brown didn't play. He was a healthy scratch from the game. All right. Saturday when they had their walkthrough. So a lot of teams on their schedule, like in a traditional schedule, Monday is either a day off. Uh, usually by middle of the season, Monday is a day off because of the wear and tear. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, people come and get treatment and all that. Tuesday, a lot of times, there'll be a practice. Wednesday, there's meetings. Thursdays, there's practice. Friday, practice and or travel, depending on what your schedule is. Saturday's walkthrough. And then Sunday, you play. Saturday, during the walkthroughs, no Antonio Brown. Just missing? No show. Couldn't get a hold of him. Everyone, the people whose job it is to call people are calling. You know, Mike Tomlin, the head coach, is walking around. Hey, 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 where's Antonio? Hey, hey, Antonio. No Antonio? Anybody see Brown today? No Brown? Where's Brown at? Anybody heard from Brown? No one heard from Brown. Nobody? Nobody. They were getting intern Dave. Dave, Dave, call Antonio Brown. Call him. Call him, Dave. Call him again. Hey, check where he's at. See, do you have you heard from him? Just text him. See what he says. No, no answer. Did you call him? Trick on him? You should call him. Call his house phone. Call him. <laughs> no answer. Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, calls Mike Tomlin personally Sunday morning and says, Yeah, um, Antonio Brown's feeling much better today. Okay. He was dealing with some health issues yesterday, but he's feeling much better today. And he'd like to meet with you before the game, and he'd love to. He's he's available and ready to play. And about the, the practice, and Mike said, "Well, listen, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to see him. If he wants to meet me at the stadium before the game, that's fine. I'd love to meet with him. Uh, we got some things we need to go over, so that'd be great if he could come in. However, you calling me today to explain where he was yesterday isn't our process." So in the press conference, Mike Tomlin literally says he he outlined for Drew Rosenhaus the proper protocols on how you call in sick for Antonio Brown. Um, And then he said there's no way Antonio's playing today. He didn't come to the walkthrough. We focus on the people that show up for work. That's how it goes here in Pittsburgh. However, I would love to see him before the game, so have him meet me early at the stadium. That'll be fine. There you go. No meetings took place before the stadium. Oh, well, no. Apparently, when Antonio found out he was not going to be playing today, he got frustrated and he left. Oh. Um, it then came out that earlier in the week, he had an argument with a teammate and it was over Ben Roethlisberger. And Antonio Brown threw a football at the teammate angrily. Okay. Um, it's just not sounding good for Antonio Brown. <laughs> He's in the third year of a $72 million contract extension. Okay. Where his cap number is $22.9 million coming into 2019. 
And if for some reason Pittsburgh were to cut him, or even if I believe they trade him, 21.9 of this stays on their cap. Oh. The hit that they would they would have 21.9 million dollars of what they call dead cap space, money they can't use. Based on how his deal is currently structured. Um Well, what a horrible turn of events. The Pittsburgh Steelers can't seem to get out of their own way this year. No, this is this has been a thing all year now. Missing the playoffs is a big deal. That's a problem for them. They're too good of a team. Right. Uh, their defense came on the second half of the season. It wasn't great at first. And honestly, this is a team that at, right at the end wishes they had Le'Veon Bell because uh, Connor, who's having a great season, we were talking about how he was hurting Le'Veon Bell's case to bring me back and pay me. Uh-huh. Well, he went out injured with three weeks left to play, nice. four weeks left to play. They didn't have him. Nope. Man, that would have been real nice to have Le'Veon Man, Le'Veon Bell was sitting around third on my depth chart. Signed, but we're not using him very much. We just signed him two weeks before that. Oh, man, hey. Guess who just got activated? Who? Oh, Le'Veon Bell. We're going to play him. Nope, didn't. Nope, nope. They didn't bring him back. Nope. Oh, man. What a a tragedy. So, you got a team with Big Ben. You got a team with Juju Smith-Schuster. You should have had Le'Veon Bell. You have Antonio Brown. You've got T.J. Watt, who's turning into a really good version of J.J. Watt. Not quite all the way to J.J. Watt, but Little Brother's about 80%, okay? He's 80% J.J. Watt, and that's pretty good. Right. Um, you're, you're doing really well there, and yet you can't get into the playoffs, and you can't keep Antonio Brown quiet. Sad. I think this falls on the head coach. I think, yeah. I think I I do agree with the fact that like you you got to prioritize the people that show up to work. I agree with that part. I completely agree with that part. But if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin, I I you control Antonio Brown through the season. Right. Yeah. No. There, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't have random outbursts. You know, if you're if if you're if your players are acting like children, it's it's something something is wrong. Right. If you've created an environment where somebody like Antonio Brown feels like he doesn't have to come to work on Saturday, and is still going to show up to play Sunday. That's on you. Right. You've created an environment. You're you're in charge of the environment. He if this was Bill Parcells or something like that, he would he would know. Hey man, if I don't show up Saturday, I'm not playing Sunday. Right. That, I mean, that would just there'd be no doubt about that. There w- my agent wouldn't be calling anybody. There'd be no doubt. So, it's it's about the environment that gets created. And Antonio Brown's had antics before. He once famously they were talking about focus and he said, "I'm fully focused." And then during Mike Tomlin's post-game speech, while he's fully focused and supposed to be listening to the coach, he goes Facebook Live and he gives a victory speech of his own where you can hear Mike Tomlin talking in the background. Because <laughs> he's fully focused. Totally focused. Totally focused. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I, I so, they round, so the end of the season comes. This is the other thing that happens. They call it Bloody Monday. They fire eight head coaches this year. Oh, gosh. They don't fire eight every year. They fire the bad the the bad people, ones. people have run out of rope. Somehow Mike Tomlin survived. I think Mike Tomlin survives for a lot of reasons. This team makes the playoffs a lot. They're a good team. But eight other guys lost their job. Uh, Pittsburgh might want to start thinking about come 2019. Ooh. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a name that goes on the list that's kind of a surprise. Um, We're going to jump out of here with a break. When we come back, we're going to do playoffs. We're also going to try and touch on all these coaching vacancies. We're gonna we're gonna see if, who Nico wants to go work for. That's it for right now. We got back, we got more ball control coming up after this. Ball control. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver, on ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to some more ball control. Obviously, this is Corey DLG, and with me, as always, is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And we are cruising through what is the first week of 2019. The first week, boys. First this week. Is, this is it. And a wild card round playoffs start. Amazing. Wild card round playoffs. Oh, no. This is where the, this is where the big boys lose their money, okay? Right. You ready? 
So Saturday, Indianapolis Colts are going to be at Houston. That's three oh, thirty on ABC. Not I know. again. I know. I know. This is. The I'm team not there this time. Maybe they'll beat them. This is the team we don't want to see. Uh, and then Seattle's at Dallas. This is the tiebreaker, though. This is the third time they've. That's played. true. Seattle is at Dallas, and that's seven o'clock on Fox. And then on Sunday, the Chargers are at Baltimore, and the Philadelphia Eagles, unexpectedly making the playoffs. Congratulations, right. Philly. They are at Chicago, three forty. Um, we'll just go in order here. We'll start with the Colts and Texans. Well, the, the Texans beat them the first time, and then the second time we got walked on. So the the one the Texans won was a close, hard fought game, where um. The coach of the Colts went for it on fourth down in overtime when he should have punted, and we stopped him. And we then turned around and scored the game-winning field goal, but he essentially gave us field position. Right. Because of the fact that he went for it, um, we were we were sitting pretty right there. Right. Yeah. Much closer. Because of the fact he went for it, I think we were only you know we were all we were on the fifty-yard line essentially instead of being. He should have punted, and we would have had to go like 80 yards down the field, blah, blah, blah. Instead, he, he gives us the ball basically at the 50. We've got to go 20 yards to kick the game winner. Right. That was stupid. The second game, Andrew Luck is just flowing. He's got it going at this point. Andrew Luck has become exactly who he was before he got hurt. Andrew Luck is back. And that's that's exactly what I, as a Texans fan, didn't want to see. The Colts have always had all the luck when it comes to quarterbacks. <laughs> Peyton Manning, and then the year Peyton Manning is like, uh, I've got a nerve thing. I may never throw again. They deactivate him. They have a terrible season. Just the time for Andrew Luck to come out of the draft to be the number one overall pick. And Andrew Luck has been nothing but great for the Colts. The problem with Andrew Luck is their offense is pretty bare. And, and they didn't do a good job protecting him. So this year in the draft, they drafted a bunch of offensive linemen, and a couple of them are playing. Right. And a couple of them are playing really well, and that's a problem right. uh, for the Texans. Um, I think the Texans lose. You think that they win the tiebreaker? I think the Colts are going to beat the Texans because we can't beat great quarterbacks. Our defense... The back end of our defense doesn't hold up over four quarters. Yeah. We don't we don't play the, our man coverages good enough to win those matchups. So unless Romeo Cornell is a good, about to throw the biggest um wild card weekend like move and just do something totally different. I don't think it. I don't think it goes to us. I think so all we need is JJ Watt to break his guy's leg. But I tell you what, I'm not wishing for a broken leg, but if JJ Watt gets in there, if he hits Andrew Luck six or seven times, Andrew Luck starts playing a little different. If Andrew Luck gets hit the first in the first quarter, if Andrew Luck has to pick himself off of the ground every time he goes back to pass, the rest of the game goes differently. But the problem is we can't get there. <laughs> they've done a good job of protecting Andrew Luck here the second half of the season. I think they went two games in a row where he didn't even get sacked at all. Yeah. Which for the Indianapolis Colts is crazy. Meanwhile, the Texans, Deshaun Watson, has been sacked more than anyone in the league, I believe, and it's 62 times. That's a lot of times. The RO line is not very good. 62 times. Well, the other problem is he, he holds the ball too long. He's surprised by things he shouldn't be well, surprised he's by. New. He's He's young. He's very young. But they were showing... Uh, in, a, in preparation for this matchup, ESPN was showing some some packages, some some little clips, and a lot of them were simple blitzes that they ran against us in in the second game, the one you and I went to, uh, week fourteen, and they're not complicated. They are they're, they're like blitz one on ones where the front four are going to come, and then a linebacker is also going to come, and Deshaun Watson spends no time at the line trying to figure out who's going to come. And then when the extra runner comes, the first extra runner is the quarterback's responsibility. When you're coming back to pass, your your first job is to see who who did who did you not account for. And then if you don't see anybody coming, you then get into your progressions. If someone's coming and you're Deshaun Watson, you immediately that's your responsibility to account for. 
So either throw at his man. In other words, the guy that you thought he was going to cover, throw to that guy because now he's open. Right. Or run. But Deshaun Watson, for, I think he's looking upfield first and then down and then back, which is the wrong way to do it. And the problem is when he looks back, they're already on him. And these are NFL athletes. These aren't college athletes. He's not going to – he can't escape that way. Yeah. Um, and so you can see a lot of the ones where, like, he reacts, but they're already in the backfield. That's too late. You need to see – when you hike the ball, you need to see that they're – okay, the corner's not covering. He's coming at me. So that means that I need to – that means that that receiver is my hot receiver. So I need to change the angle at that corner and then throw to his guy. I need to take maybe a two steps towards him or back from him so that it's a different passing angle so he can't affect the ball, and then I throw it. But Deshaun Watson can't right now. Can't do that. He wasn't recognizing that. No. Now, the one thing about Deshaun Watson is his pedigree, his college, his, his history is big games, big moments, and big victories. So I'm hoping that translates for him. This is his first playoff opportunity as a Texan. Yeah, I'd love for him to become like play, just a, just playoff Deshaun and just like just throw a million yards. Oh, it, even if, I don't care if he runs a million. I don't, whatever it is, if we win, if he wills us to a victory, that'd be great. I don't think that's you don't think it's possible. I don't think the team's good enough. That's fair. I think he could. I think he could easily take a lead late, one and a half minutes left in the game, and he takes the lead. And technically, that's you know he won the game, and then the defense gets on the field and can't get a stop. I could easily see that, easily. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say that's exactly what happens, and we lose by that last. Whoever has the ball last is going to win, and I feel like it's not going to be us. Oh, no. Um, Seattle at Dallas. Uh, the worst thing that could happen for Dallas was making the playoffs, I feel like. Because this is a – they're not a good team. <laughs> oh, no. And their coach is bad. But making the playoffs validates incorrectly that they're a good team and their coach is good. Yeah, that's fair. So it buys time for both. So Dak Prescott, hey, if they if they were to somehow win this game, which I don't think they will, I think Seattle goes in and blows. Uh, Seattle Russell Wilson has Super Bowl experience. Russell, will, they have ten wins this year. Seattle's a good team. Um, so you think it's just a blowout? I I I don't know about a blowout because it's in Dallas. To travel is hard, but I don't think Dallas really shows anything worthwhile. I don't think Dallas does anything that makes you think they deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. At the end of the game, you go, Seattle moves on to the next round, and you go, how did Dallas get here? Right, with their one million penalties. and they'll, they'll be That's exactly what it will be. Dumb penalties, there will be bad decisions. You will, you will question calls the coaches made, and you will question decisions the players make on the field. This is a team that isn't ready. They overperformed to get here, and then now that they're here, the stage is real big. Um, and I think a long string of playoff losses continues for them. But I think this hurts the franchise in the long run because, well, Dak Prescott got us the playoffs. So Dak Prescott gets an extension. Right. Because he's eligible to negotiate for one this offseason. And the worst thing that could happen is for him to come into a position thinking that he's a relevant quarterback of that elite quality. Because I don't believe he is, and he hasn't done anything to show that he is yet, passing-wise. He's not a passer. He's He can do enough to win you some games. But yeah. I don't think he's talented enough to win you the games that become important. And, uh, and that, that's the issue. Um, so then you move over to the Chargers at Baltimore. Baltimore's, uh, they're going to lose this game. Baltimore's going to lose. Uh, which means I'm essentially like predicting three definite answers. <laughs> which means I'm essentially saying that three road teams are going to win, which doesn't happen very often in the playoffs. But Baltimore right now is running for 200 plus yards a game. Okay, that's what they're doing. They're just running all over you, and that's a crazy number. 200 plus rushing yards in a game is crazy, but they're doing it because Lamar Jackson isn't a very good quarterback. He throws about 15 times a game. So if I'm San Diego, I you just, I you just super shut up. play the run. Right. I line six guys, seven guys along the line of scrimmage, and I force them to run to the edges every single play. They're going to run 90 yards east and west and two yards north-south, and then they're going to punt on fourth down. Every time. Every time. That's what I do. I chase them to the sidelines over and over and over and over and over again, and I, but I make sure I close the door. 
Like, I don't know, no reverses on the backside. Everyone's got to stay home, and that's hard to do for everyone to stay home, but that's, that's all I'm preaching all week. Everybody stay home. If you're on the backside of this run play, stay active, stay off your block, and watch for anybody coming back your direction. Because they do a lot of sweeps and a lot of tosses, and then they'll turn around and hand it to another guy going the other way. Um, but I, I think Baltimore loses because Lamar Jackson is just not good enough. He just isn't. You need quarterbacks to be versatile. Philly at Chicago, I think Chicago wins. I think they're the home team that actually does win. Um, but it's not. But I don't think it's going to be because of Mitchell Trubisky, and I think I don't think he even has a good game. It's just Philly, I think, overperformed to get here. And then Chicago's defense is really Chicago, good. Oh my gosh! Oh my, they're they're one of the like they're special. They're they're good. I think it's 50 sacks this year. Jesus. Yeah. That's almost as many as Deshaun Watson took. Right. <laughs> uh, the Bears are dangerous. Not quite as much. Not <laughs> quite, but pretty close. The Bears are very dangerous. Khalil Mack is just a monster, and he's been ruining people's seasons all year. This is when you get to actually ruin people's seasons. Because now it's the playoffs. I think the now Bears. I think the Bears defense. I think just the Bears defense. Like, if the Bears never even had to take offense, if they could just play defense all four quarters – they would probably even say let's do that because I feel like they would. I think they feel like they could beat you even just that way. You're probably right. And then Mitchell Trubisky goes out there as long as he holds the ball, as long as he doesn't turn it over. Right. If the Bears don't give extra possessions to the Eagles, the Bears win because I don't see how the Eagles. If the Eagles just have the ball six times, seven times, uh, six times each half, and they're supposed to beat the Bears, I don't think they do it. I, I don't. I think it takes a bunch of extra tries. I think it takes. The line of scrimmages being closer. I think it takes them being on their side of the field starting a lot. And I don't think they will be against this Bears defense. So, so you have Bears. I have the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Chargers. And I don't even like Phillip Rivers. But I'm taking the Chargers. So I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Seahawks. And I'm taking the Colts. That's such a sad state of affairs. Poor, it really is. Paul Houston. Because I have to, I have to pick against all the things that I like all season, and, right. and I'm still do, I'm still picking that. Right. Except for Dallas, it's really easy to pick Seattle because I have right. no, I, I, zero eggs in that basket. Zero eggs in that basket, and I have zero faith. Right. Like you couldn't make a worse. <laughs> I don't, I don't like. We're gonna get into it here. Uh, we're gonna do coaches this next segment, and I, yeah. All right. So is it, is it is it time? Yes. Okay. We're gonna jump out of here. When we come back, we got more ball control coming your way. We're gonna talk NFL head coaching vacancies. Ball control. Ball control. And we're back with more ball control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. You can hear us on 104.5, 106.1, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and then Ball Control Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about RNA Sports, Nico. Located uh, 3501 North, North Fraser. I've been so long since I've said it now. I've already <laughs> forgot. Uh, no, but that's just a, it's a fantastic location where they got all kinds of sports memorabilia there. They got all kinds of signed cards and baseballs and basketballs uh they do really great interviews with, or not interviews we do the interviews but they have a lot of uh, guests show up that's right we do great interviews they have great signings they do have signings uh rudy tom janovich this just this past year mm -hmm. haywood jeffrey kevin smith, smith uh vince, vince young, young was there the s several members of the sandlot right so it's just all it's a, it's a real fun time uh go to their facebook page rna sports uh they do all kinds of like raffles and Facebook live auctions. It's a it's a it's a grand old time. They always announce all their stuff on there. So if you want to get a good deal, you find them, you go to them. There you go. You can pick it up what you need. Mention ball control or nerd thug radio, get twenty percent off. One your highest ticketed item. item. Good job, Nico. Yeah. That's RNA Sports right there on Facebook. RNA Sports. Um Okay, you ready? Here's the list. I'm ready. Okay. So the Browns had already fired uh Hugh uh, what Jackson. Yeah. Hugh Jackson. And then they started winning. And then they started winning. Baker Mayfield, by the way, set the rookie quarterback touchdown record this season. Wow. Yeah. That's really impressive for the Browns to for do. the Browns. They finished seven. They finished eight, seven, and one. 
That's that, a solid. That's a that, winning record. That's a winning record. They did it. They did it. Uh, they have a winning. Think, think they went from a season with zero wins to a winning record. That's right. Uh, the Packers filed, fired Mike McCarthy uh, with about four or five weeks left. Okay, so the Browns and the Packers, and then on Bloody Monday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fired their head coach. All right. Miami Dolphins fired their head coach. Okay. The Denver Broncos fired their head coach. The right. New York Jets fired their head coach. Yep. The Arizona Cardinals fired their head coach. A little surprising. He'd only been there one year. And then on the flip side, the Cincinnati Bengals fired their head coach, who had been their head coach for, I believe, 16 years. That's a long time. So Marvin Lewis turned into the elder statesman a couple years ago when guys like Jeff Fisher lost his job in Tennessee. Um, I think Mike Tomlin now is the longest tenured head coach, not named Bill Belichick. Not named Bill Belichick. And I think he's I think he's got ten, twelve years, something like that. He's been around for a while. Um. Yeah. So all told, the Browns, Packers, Bucks, Dolphins, Broncos, Jets, Cardinals, and Bengals. Nice. All well, fired. All need head coaches. I thought the I thought the Browns already had one. No, they were using um, – they promoted people within, but it was all interim stuff. Well, I mean, I feel like they can just keep it. You think so? I mean, Here's considering how well they did the second half. So, while short-term experience would say, yes, you're correct, Greg Williams, unfortunately, has a crazed history in the NFL of being the worst human being possible a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Um, when he was the new, the defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints – New Orleans Saints had something called Bounty Gate happen. This is before your time and me telling you about sports and all that. Essentially, it was revealed. It's against the rules of the NFL to, for the coaching staff to issue bonuses for injuring opposing players. Oh, okay. But Greg Williams, when he would design his game plan, instead of saying this is our main target and meaning this guy is who's going to hurt us the most, he was like, I, I got a hundred bucks to the guy who knocks him out of the game, and he would pin like a hundred dollars to the to the pushpin board. Um, granted, these guys are playing for millions of dollars, right? right. That extra hundred dollars isn't going to change anything. But they then went back and found game audio, where like on the field, the players were like, "I want my hundred dollars. I'm picking up. Let me get that hundred right here." And they're talking to each other, and they're getting each other ramped up. And yes, it's something. It's not like in the grand scheme it's not a, it's not bribing them it's it's not but it's a mental but, thing but it's a mental thing and it works and it's sports is a mental thing exactly and it's against the rules as a matter of fact um i'm blanking on who the head coach was at the time he told a kicker one time if you make this kick uh you can have any bottle of wine from my cellar and he was like a known wine guy the coach and the kicker both way into wine, and the coach had, like, a world-renowned wine cellar. And the NFL, he said at the press conference, the coach did, and the NFL t sent him a letter essentially saying, hey, you can't offer additional incentive that's non-contractually based. Oh, wow. Okay. So these bounties, these hits, became a big deal. Sean Payton, the head coach of the Saints, was suspended for an entire season. Oh. Greg Williams was suspended indefinitely. It wound up being, I think, a year and a half, and then he came back. But what made Greg Williams look worse is the the league found out about it during the season and sent letters to the Saints saying, hey, stop. And the Saints responded, hey, we'll look into it. Sorry. They told, they pulled Greg Williams aside and told him, look, cut that. And, <laughs> um, and then they cut, and then Greg Williams um, didn't. He flat out said no. And in meetings, post that meeting, was posted hundred dollar bills up and was like, no. But now he was posting it on the on their staff and was like, who can get to the sideline? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever hits Sean Payton the hardest, hundred dollars. <laughs> so Greg Williams is a little out there. Um, and as a matter of fact, he's just as much of a problem as the other two guys were. Remember, so remember the offensive coordinator and the head coach were arguing about how to handle players and that was part of the problem yes it was only a coin toss that it wasn't greg williams and the head coach arguing over the players <laughs> and how to handle them like greg williams is just that crazy right so no i don't think you i think you put it back to the d coordinator 
And I think whoever you hire is an offensive-minded guy, and I think he comes in and he says, hey, Greg, as long as you and I are cool, you can run your defense how you need to run it. And I think that makes Greg Williams happy, and he just 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 stay focused. Yeah, but uh, you can't you can't you can't trust Greg Williams with you can't trust him with the whole franchise because all he's shown is just the poorest judgment. Fair enough. Um, it's a mental thing. It, it is a mental thing. Um, the Packers, I I don't know. We're not, we weren't surprised. Everyone, I feel like a lot of people were, but we weren't. No, yeah, we weren't. I I mean, Mike McCarthy kind of overstayed his welcome there. The Broncos, I wasn't surprised. The Jets, I was a little surprised because of how young the team is, but he's been there three years and his record wasn't good. Uh, the Bucks, not surprised. The Dolphins, a little surprised because Ryan Tannehill is their starting quarterback and he's been hurt. They beat two out of the three years. <laughs> they beat the Patriots and they beat the Patriots this year, but that still doesn't like. Of course, it was by the by the, by the hand trickiest of God. Of trick plays, <laughs> yeah. But you don't get to circle one win and go. This means I get to stay. That's fair. You play 16 games. So if you lose to the Patriots twice, but you go 14 and 2, you don't even see the Patriots in the playoffs. Like, what's it matter? Right. Um the problem the problem for them is it just it, it, it's never lined up correctly. Um I don't know. I don't know. The bigger surprise is the Cardinals and the Bengals. The Cardinals they fired after one season. He went 3 and 13. 13. Three and thirteen, and he got and he got fired. Um, the Browns coach at least had to lose twenty games to get fired. Right, he went zero and sixteen, and kept his job. The Bengals, um, I, they just they said that they just felt like it was time. And Marvin Lewis wasn't mad. He was like, "Yeah, no, I, I sixteen still years a long time." He's like, "I, I still want to coach, but it, it it felt like both sides we were both ready to just move on." Now. The reason the Bengals aren't the worst franchise in the NFL is because of Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis came in and completely changed the Bengals. Completely changed them. They never he was 0 and 7 in the playoffs, Marvin Lewis, but the Bengals had never been to the playoffs before he got there. He is the reason they were successful. I mean, they had been in, in like the 80s, but the reason they weren't ever going to go back is because they didn't And then have. he because they didn't, when Marvin Lewis when Marvin Lewis got there, the 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 team wasn't supplying Gatorades to the players at practice. Oh, I think I think you you talked about this before. Where yeah, they, they, it was just like a horribly like you're like, what is this? Yeah, we talked about it, I think at Nerd Thug and T.J. Hauschmanzode, uh, who was a a receiver for the team right after Marvin Lewis got there, was retelling horror stories to Colin Coward about how it was back in the day before Marvin Lewis got there. Marvin Lewis held the franchise to a standard and goes, he was, he was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He leaves after all the success there, including winning a Super Bowl there with those guys comes to Cincinnati and they don't know how to do anything. And he says, no, 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 no. Like they had to like fix up the stadium and like the locker rooms. The locker rooms. Well, just how they treated the players, what they, you know, the players were expected to bring their own towels and do their own laundry and stuff like that. And he was like, guys, Guys, we're a professional franchise. We're part of the NFL. Right. We're going to have what these is, things. What is this, high school? We're going to do – high schools wash the towels. Right. The, that's what the manager's job is, to wash all the crusty towels. Like, it was it was better to be on the high school teams in Cincinnati than it was to be in the NFL in Cincinnati. And free agents didn't want to go there and all kinds of stuff. Uh, the first-round draft picks were buying jockstraps for the rest of the players. Like, that's that's a joke. It is a joke. The team can't supply athletic equipment. Like, that's a joke. Um, so, Marvin Lewis changed the culture there. He's a big reason why they've ever had any success. But 16 years is more than enough time. Right. So, now that they – that's the difference. Now they expect to be good. And now they're mad that they're not winning playoff games. <laughs> oh, no. But this was a team who 16 years ago couldn't get a free agent to come to town. Right. So, hope. I mean, all the best for them. The job I – would be interested in I'd be interested in going to the Browns I'd be interested in going to the Jets yeah uh, jobs I wouldn't take I wouldn't go to Arizona uh, <laughs> right because they got upset after this one year well and there's a lot of stuff going on there there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes but you still at least two I would think if you want to fire midway through next year if they're, if they're one and six okay fine fine the four wins and 18 losses okay fine fire them but Three and thirteen, it doesn't it doesn't jive with me. The other job I don't take is Tampa Bay. So when they fired the head coach, they went ahead and announced that uh, that uh, Jameis Winston is going to be the starter already for twenty nineteen. They don't have a head coach. They don't know what system they're going to run. They haven't made any decisions on that. But they know their starter is. They know who their starter is. 
and it's the guy who couldn't keep the job this year. Awesome. That's always what you want to see from your, I guess, owner at this point. And by doing that, if they do keep him through whatever the date is, he gets his $22 million to bucks. Good for him. So, yeah. I want to make $22 million and be bad at my job. That's You're right. I do, too. <laughs> you're, that is exactly right. I want to make $22 million and be terrible at my job because he is. Uh, all that being said, I... I why do I? Why do I want to go to Tampa Bay if I if I'm if I have to have him as my quarterback? What if they get one and they're like, nah? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, for real. If I if I'm interviewing, there's there's eight open seats. If I interview at Tampa and then I go to New York or somewhere else or somewhere else, when Tampa calls and says, hey, so now you're doing your interviews, you, you ready to come to Tampa? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I'm gonna not. be a no for me, dog. And then also, I heard uh, Tampa Bay's coach, and I don't understand this. Some people are looking at him to be the offensive coordinator for their teams. What? They they were terrible on offense. They kept changing quarterbacks because they couldn't run an offense. I don't know. So, there's always that. The NFL sometimes does some weird stuff. Strange. It is strange. All right, we're going to jump out of here. When we come back, I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. We got one more segment of ball control coming right at you. Ball control. Ball control. And we're back with the final segment of ball control. Um, yeah. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Breakneck speed. We're like sprinting through this episode, I feel like. It's like time's going super fast. Extra fast. It's extra fast time. Where would you want to go if you were the head coach? If I was head coach, I'd go to the Browns. Yeah, just, just trying to ride off this high of the first winning season in like seventeen years. They they are doing a lot. Uh, another weird thing that happened was Oakland hired a TV personality to be their general manager. That was a good sign. Mike Mayock. He's been in television for like fifteen years. Cool. And he's gonna be the general manager. He's gonna help John Gruden make good choices. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that's how that works either. Um, he's paid to pretend what he knows what he's doing. <laughs> right. He's paid to know what's going on after it happens on screen. Right. But now he's going to be responsible for the stuff that happens before screen. I I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. The NFL makes such a weird decisions sometimes. I don't know. The people in charge are like, yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, it's going to work. Mark Sanchez. It's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what's weird is – we go through that list of coaches who got fired. None of them were the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Nope. None of them. He stayed there. He ma- he kept his job. Four quarterbacks later, he still has a job. Somehow. Um, They got excited for Josh Johnson because he threw a touchdown at the Woo! last game. The team was all pumped for him. And it's like, you're a professional football team. You're on your fourth quarterback. Like, Th- is this is what's supposed to happen. <laughs> all right. So we're going to jump over to the NBA on this last segment here. Uh, the Rockets are they're crushing it. You ready for this? I'm ready. Their last ten games, they're nine and one. They've won five in a row. It's pretty good. Uh, they're turning upward. The only problem is, so is everyone else in the top eight. In oh the no, it's exactly what we expected it to. Uh, Denver's won three in a row. They're seven and three. Their last ten. Golden State's won two. They're six and four. Oklahoma City's won one. They're six and four. We've won five. We're nine and one. But the problem is, we were. So many places below everyone that we only made it to fourth place. Sweet. Portland's uh two in a row. They're seven and three. The only team trending downwards right now is the Clippers, which that doesn't. I, the Clippers aren't a good team. Uh, the Lakers they they are four and six in their last ten. But LeBron James had been sitting out for a little bit, and I think that's about over now. Uh, the Spurs. You told me that they're still almost went fifty fifty without the greatest player on their team. Right. Right. Right, Good and he's them. all by himself on it. Like, there's no one. And Rajon Rondo uh, had surgery on his hand almost immediately after. Oh, so he's not even there either. Right. There's no one on that so team. So the top two players on that team came off, and they went four and six. That's still pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, the Spurs, uh, seven and three of the last ten, because I believe I told you the Spurs will make the playoffs. Yes. They are now an eight seed from the 14th that they were the last time we did this. Nice. Um, so it goes Denver, Golden State, Oklahoma City. The Rockets at the four seed. Portland Trailblazers, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Spurs. 
on the outside looking in, the Sacramento Kings, who everyone is complimenting right now for their play, and they're 19 and 18, and they're four and six in their last ten. Memphis, Memphis is bad. It's okay. Utah, Utah was in the playoffs last year. I don't think they're going to stay this bad. Dallas is probably going to stay this bad. Minnesota is probably going to stay this bad. New Orleans, I think New Orleans is better than this. They're 17 and 21. They are the 14th seed. Um, they have Anthony Davis on their team. They're spending all of their dollars. All of their salary cap is tied up in players. They expect to be competitive. Something's going to have to change there. <laughs> right. Can't be the 14th seed and have zero space. No. So I, I definitely think that something something will change on that on that squad. They're, it's either going to be time for them to trade Anthony Davis, or or if 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 they're just dead set against that, then they got to they got to move on the coach and they got to make some moves around Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis is the best. Um, and so you can't not be getting him help. Like, you just can't. Um, he's important enough. He's so important right now. So we're going to check the power rankings real quick here on the NBA. Mm-hmm. They got the Milwaukee Bucks as number one power ranked team. They got the Raptors third. Pacers fifth. Eh, it's not terrible. Uh, Here we go. They got us as eighth. Or eighth in the power rankings. So what's the difference between a power ranking and the actual seeds? So the actual rankings are just based on wins losses. Those are the things that matter for who's going to the playoffs. The power rankings are based on how everything is going right now. How do you rank the thirty teams in the NBA? That's fair. Because it's an eighty-two game season, teams are going to play up and down. Yeah. So someone who plays the first half of the season really bad, but they get somebody back from injury, or they just turn it on, or they figure out a lineup, and it's just they just and go whoosh, all of a sudden. Hey, they've won seven in a row. Well, now they're not the 28th worst team in the league anymore. So you adjust. Right. That's fair. Uh, so being eighth isn't terrible. Um, everyone's been talking about James Harden's play. They kind of they kind of basically are saying that it's that that's why. He's pretty good again. Yeah. He's coming back full strength. Now, Nene is back, and Nene helps. He's kind of a scary dude. Um... He's he's a he's a he's a big guy. I think he's Brazilian. It's Nene Hilario. I don't know. But he uh he's he's a he's a beastly guy. He gets in there and he, he throws some elbows. He'd blown out his Achilles at the end of last year. Ooh. So he's he's just not making his way back. Uh Austin Rivers we signed out of the blue. Okay. No he was he, he was at home unemployed. <laughs> just hanging out. And uh we signed him. He does he play defense? Eh. <laughs> eh. A little bit. Yeah, and that's and that's what he's going to be doing here. What he's going to be doing here is giving you best effort. He's going to be he's going to be all about that defense life. But Okay. So here's the thing with Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers played under Doc Rivers, his father in LA, okay? okay. Literally they traded to bring him into LA to play under Doc Rivers. Fair enough. Now Doc Rivers almost doesn't have a job in the NBA. Uh, he was one of the worst coaches in the history of the Boston Celtics <laughs> until the Boston Celtics traded for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and paired it with their star, Paul Pierce. So suddenly, Doc Rivers, who before that I think was what? I think he was winning about 25 to 30 games a year in Boston. So uh, terrible. He was not good. Uh, well, that's okay, though, because then the Boston has a big three. Uh, they beat the Lakers in the playoffs, and that's when LeBron leaves Cleveland because of the big three. He plays the big three, and he realizes Cleveland is so grossly overmatched. I need to do something else. Uh, the big three wins the championship. They beat the Lakers. Kobe Bryant criticizes Paul Gasol, calls him soft. Um, so he says, if, if, if my team's going to be soft, then I can never beat a team like the Celtics. The Celtics, though, get old very quickly. Um, when they take that team apart, they stay together for about two, three solid, solid years. But all those guys were already 30-something when they came to Boston. They, then when they take it apart in trades and stuff, Doc Rivers almost essentially gets traded once. And the NBA is like, you can't trade coaches. It's not how it works. <laughs> so They're like, sure. Yeah, so he his contract was up, and Boston was like, okay, well, then we're just going to let him go. They signed Brad Stevens, a young college coach. And they have just tons of picks from all these trades because they sent, they sent away all their the old guys. Uh, he goes to L.A. where it's Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, and they're winning fifty games a year. 
and he's the only head coach in the history of the NBA to blow two three zero leads. Nice. Both of them to Houston. <laughs> um, he's not, I don't think he's a great coach. I really just, don't. Just a really anti-Houston. Houston Kryptonite. Uh, yeah, he just can't play us. Uh, I just don't think he's a good coach, though. I don't believe in Doc Rivers ever. If Doc Rivers was like, hey, this is what we need to do, I would do almost the exact opposite in any situation. If he was giving me advice on how to do CPR, I would Google it before I did it. Fair enough. Um, still coaching, though. But anyway, he brought over his son, Austin, and coached his son over there in, in L.A., and started out as a bench player, and they basically just dumped resources into him until he was okay. okay. <laughs> and now he's okay. He's okay. But he got, he got signed somewhere else. He took the money. I think it was like $30 million to go somewhere else, and then he got waived. And No, I think he got part of a trade, and then, the, and then when he got sent in the trade, the other team was like, yeah, we didn't really need you. We just needed the space. You can go home. NBA contracts are guaranteed, so he's getting paid. He goes home, whatever. Probably takes a buyout, I think. But... Now he's in Houston. Yay. Yay. Well, he's still the Kryptonite team. I think that's a little bit of... As long as we play Doc Rivers in the playoffs, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> the problem is he's he's he he got so... He won so many games because he had such good teams that he got promoted to team president of the Clippers. Now that everyone's gone, he's lost so much that he was demoted recently. They now have a GM <laughs> and a president over him. He's now just the head coach again. Oh, So, you know... That happens. You just ride the waves of other people's success. Essentially, and you'd get to take the credit for it because they they were like, "Well, we we just spent all this money on these players. We can't fire the head coach or bring in a new guy." Like, I right. guess Doc's our man. <laughs> I guess you're it. And he's like, "Hey, hey. yeah, uh, yeah." I'd want three veterans dedicated to winning a championship more than I'd want a team of terrible Boston Celtic players. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, with that, we're gonna jump out of here. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors, RNA Sports. Thank you for your hard work, Nico. And uh, I give myself uh, an A++++ because I think I am the greatest radio voice in all of Conroe. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Wow. You're not, welcome. Not, not arrogant at all. No, I, I just listen. I'm the talent. And with that, we're going to jump out of here. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow with some Nerd Thug Radio goodness. Uh, Yeah, that's the ball control. Ball control. Ball control. Ball control.